to the Nightshades Echo. This is your host, Ryan. And this is Susan. And I forgot to say that this is the podcast whose name is loosely based on witches humping brooms. So we tried to do a live video uh, podcast stream thing the other day on Facebook. And we did the Facebook fine for about an hour almost. And then I realized that we were not recording on the podcast itself. The amount of self-loathing we had that moment was strong. I punched things, or at least I wanted to punch things. We were at the store, at Susan's store. Oh, yeah, we had, like, it was our grand opening, so, like, we had, like, a small break, and, you know, we talked about the store, we talked about, um, we were on Facebook Live, yeah, so we talked about various things, not the just the shop, but, like, and... but, like, just things that were going on, the tarot reading and, and stuff like that, so... Yeah, we were a little disappointed that we weren't recording. And we did have Colt, uh, who does tarot readings uh, there at the store. We have him on later in the podcast with a little interview. I wish we would have gone a little bit longer, but he had a booked client. And so they had came in, and we needed to stop. Originally, we had went like 20 minutes before we, I realized that I was not recording. <laughs> and then I about wanted to die. So, <laughs> yes. Because it was a great conversation that, that didn't get uh, repeated as long as I wanted I mean, normally, like an interview, we'd go like 20, 30 minutes or so, but we went like 10, 12 minutes. And no fault to him, of course, because he, he was working, so go make that money. Make that money, money. So, yeah, we were just very, I was very disappointed that I um, forgot to hit record. And it was the first time I've ever done that, I think, that I didn't hit record and was doing a podcast. And it was like, oh, my God, I wanted to yes. fucking throw up. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's okay because there's no reason why we like you know as we're doing now like just re-recording and you know it was a special day. Um, I opened up my metaphysical supply store. I've been in business for about four years, but this is the first time I've had like a real actual location for a brick and mortar store of an actual store. She was originally in you know out of the house, and then she had a little time at her one of her dad's buildings. And it was not up to par. It was just an old rundown building. And same with another location. And just like I wasn't paying any extra rent there or anything. And it was a free spot to put some stuff in. It was like half of a room. Yeah. And so it wasn't worth doing. And that was kind of canceled after about like two or three months, it seems. And so we just moved on. Yep. Just doing it out of the house for the past couple of years now. And she's built up enough clientele that she needed a building. And uh, enough uh, inventory that we needed a building instead of having it all here at the house. Yeah, uh, I was starting to forget, like, 
I had closets. I forgot, you know, like I had overtaken the kitchen, Most of the kitchen. and the dining room. All the closets. And the outside storage, our storage shed. Yeah. All of our closets um, had my orders shipping in them. That had, yeah, shipping materials. I had one, I still have a closet full. And then the outside closet She was also doing is, deliveries like up to 30, 40 miles away. No, I wasn't. I mean, no, Jackson, okay. Jackson's like 20 minutes away, 20, 30 minutes away. But it's not that many miles. It's just because it's not interstate. So, um, yeah, I was just taking up a lot of space and I was doing a lot of drop offs, which, you know, I like that money. So that's what I was doing at the time. And eventually, you know, started getting hot out. I don't, my car, I love my car and I've had it for 10 years. Eventually I just said, you know, I can't do this anymore. I've, I've got to do something better. So I found a place and, uh, my friend and I, we are, um, doing this thing together and, and she does, excited about it. She does like herbs and salves and teas. Tink, and things she makes like tinctures. tinctures. Um, and it's all organic and all homegrown too from her garden. So, yep, no pesticides or anything. She, her garden is her baby. So, I mean, she puts a lot of time and effort into her products. She makes beauty um, products too. And I eventually would like to do um, an apothecary with more dried stuff. Because I'm a metaphysical supply, like, I do house a lot of different things. Not just, like, crystals. Um, and I'm not saying I, that's... I don't want us to be solely known as an apothecary, but I do have It kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with all that stuff. Yeah, and I do have a lot of um, people who have a need, like, when they need to make do spells or rituals. Like, they do ask me if I have things. Or and cooking. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> or cooking. Most people are not coming to me, though, for cooking. I know, but stuff. while they're there, you might as well hit them, hit them with, you know, kill two stones with one bird. So, anyways, yeah, we were we were mad about not recording and then being there at the store on the grand opening and not recording and all it's that It's okay. Stuff. We still had fun, babe. It's yeah, all right. we had a good time. Absolutely. So, uh, do we have any other news? Well, this week, well, there's a lot of events this week. If you look on the calendar, today, we record this on Sunday, Jupiter became retrograde. Now, tomorrow is a huge thing, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, Wednesday, Mercury becomes retrograde, or the rec- Mercury's retrograde ends. Thursday is the full strawberry moon, which uh, the full part of that happens at 12.40 p.m. Eastern time. And then Friday, Neptune becomes retrograde. So a lot of moon phases the past week. I know there was one was it yesterday as well, I think, that happened. So there was like three or four of them right back to back to back with retrogrades and starting and ending. So Yeah, he was over. <laughs> we literally accidentally messed up our recording again. Just a minute and, ago. And, yes. And so there for a minute, he was like, I'm about to just knock everything off this table. Just fucking throw it. It's, yeah, we can just blame it it's on because the planet re- It's shifting. because Jupiter became retrograde. That's why I'm pissed off. It's not been a good day. It has been a good day, but it's not been a good day at the same time with recording. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day. And all the it applies to all the fathers and the people who acted like fathers. Correct. Uh, because not everybody has a father, and other people stepped into that place. A brother, an uncle, your mom, your yeah. grandma. That, I mean, it, it, all, it, all, it all works the same way. you know. So that one title doesn't mean just your biological father. It could be anybody. That, Amen. That, uh, anybody that was a father figure for you. Mm-hmm. 
Because, you know, not everybody's the same. Not everybody has the same type of life. So, but yeah, uh, Monday, tomorrow, today, whenever you're listening to this, on the 21st of June, uh, is Letha. That is also known as Midsummer's Blot, the Summer Solstice, and Midsummer. It's also uh, the Zodiac Cancer starts as well, because Gemini ends the day. Hallelujah. So. <laughs> Your mom's probably super excited to be out of the time of Gemini. Now, we pulled up Wicked.com. Uh, they're a great source to find things about the so-and-so Sabbaths. Sometimes we don't like to say Sabbath because it's a Jewish word. And it doesn't necessarily apply to paganism. However, it's a good sense of the 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 type of importance. Okay, so the Sabbath lore and traditions for Letha, the date happens between June twentieth and the twenty second, and that happens because um, depending on your location on the hemispheres, as well as the pagan day starts at night and then it goes until nightfall. Because so the actual day actually goes between two days, um, two of our days. So like it should technically be starting now or around like yeah midnight. right now would yeah. right now would be because it's we're recording this at almost eleven o'clock at night on the twentieth uh, it would start right now and go through tomorrow night so our time yeah the twenty first uh, which would actually you know anyways so other names would be Alban Hirin, which is Druidic and then the summer solstice and Midsummer's Blot which is uh, Norse Blot means festival but it also used to mean blood blood sacrifice so yikes usually animal but also people pronunciations letha and litha i like letha um we'll, we'll read here a description although the name letha is not well attested that's basically because they don't know exactly where it came from it might be a saxon tradition it's the opposite of yule if you look on the wheel it's the absolute opposite and we'll go into that in just a minute why that's important it's the longest day of the year. Light and life are abundant, of course. At midsummer, the sun god has reached his moment of the greatest strength. Seated on his greenwood throne, he is also the lord of the forest, and his face is seen in church architecture, peering through countless foliate masks. Letha is the, the holiday for Gernunos, the green man, the horned god, and Pain and Puck and all those guys. Pretty much the same um, deity in different cultures. Yeah, it's it's interesting how um, it's like one and the same, and they just like tell the story in a different way to meet whatever else is going on, like where they're at. So, like right now, I'm staring at Green Man on the wall. Yeah, I like I like to describe it as kind of like the Trinity with uh, Christianity. You have God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. They're three different things, but they're also the same thing in the same time. Right, and that's basically, yeah, I mean, how many times have we talked about um, Yule, the, the, what's portrayed for him, mm. is probably really like Santa Claus. Oh, like the, how they, the different types of Santa Clauses and... and how, uh, where that stem actually stems from. Yeah, they're all kind of different things, but they're also the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, we all just well, call Rupert and Krampus and Santa Claus, they all kind of have the same type of uh, character, but they're all different things and the same thing at the same time. Right. Now, the Christian religion converted this day of the Jack and the Green of the Feast of St. John the Baptist, often portraying him in a rustic attire, uh, sometimes with horns. You know, we talked about the horn man. And uh, the cloven feet, like the Greek demigod Pan. Yeah, so uh, back in the day, um, Christianity, or not Christianity, 
Christians would have uh, on the churches this painting uh, or, or in the architecture of Kernunos or the Horned God or the Jack in the Green. And eventually, when they took out paganism from Europe, uh, they converted that day into the Feast of John the Baptist. Now, a lot of people think that John the Baptist was a metaphor for the Green Man because there's a lot of similarities. He was a wild man in the woods. He clothed himself with nature. He ate honey and locusts. You know, a lot of people also like to contribute him to pros- probably to Sasquatch. We've heard that too, and I, that is interesting because you know he was we don't know hairy how, and wild, right? Well, we don't. He might have been the original Sasquatch. Might have been where they fucking came from. I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's real interesting. Midsummer's Night Eve is also a special for the fairy fae. Um, it's the alternative fixed calendar date. June the 25th is Old Letha. So because the calendar... Is messed up here. Yeah, the calendar is <laughs> messed up. So when we went, they went from uh, to what it is now from the old calendar. And like this, was it the mid-1500s? We lost about like 14 days or something like that. Because there was 14 less days then. Uh, and so sometimes the date, especially of Old Christmas and Old Letha, gets switched around in between about 7 to 14 days. Um the name Beltane is sometimes incorrectly assigned to this holiday uh, by modern traditions of Wicca, even though Beltane or Beltena is the Gaelic word for May. So, obviously, <laughs> it's not Beltane. Correct. Now, um, if you're going to celebrate some of the herbs, and you might, most of you might have this if you are a witch or you practice or have a garden, um, things associated with Letha would be mugwort, which is a.k.a. the dream weed. <laughs> it's really good for astral projection, um, for lucid dreaming, for good, you know, having vivid dreams at night. You would just, like, put it under your pillow. Uh, vervain, chamomile, rose, honeysuckle, lily, not all lilies, oak, lavender, ivy, yarrow, fern, elder, uh, wild thyme, daisy, and carnation. Elder is a uh, wood. I think it's elder. I have to look again, but they don't want you to burn that. That's seen as being very, very bad. Yeah, be very careful. I mean, you you don't but, have to burn these items. You can put them together in a jar. Even there's um, nine. There's nine. Uh, nine sacred wood uh, types to paganism, or at least ancient paganism. And I'm thinking elder is the one that you're not supposed to burn. There's nine different types. Like, I know, like, uh, holly is one of them, and then, like, thorn bushes is one, and then oak, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't even know what elder is or what it looks like, so. I'm looking it up right now. Elder. <laughs> we'll cut this out. I don't even know what an elder tree is. Oh, I like how the first thing that popped up was fucking Harry Potter. Why? <laughs> I put elder wood, and it literally came up oh, elder that, wand. Is that what the wands are made out of? Because they're magic, right? Well, I think it's supposed or to be elderberry. Elderberry. Yeah, but I don't know what elder tree looks like. The American elder tree of North American native shrub, popular for its dense thicket and versatility. It is said that nearly every part of the tree has a use. Aside from wildlife enjoying the berries, they also are great in baking jams, juice, pies, and wine, and the flower petals can be used in teas. So, so it must the, be so the elderberry. Where the elderberries come from. I just yeah. said it, and I don't know. I know, I think mom and dad have elderberries up there. Apparently, it's uh, softwood can produce a very pleasing flame to look at, 
but it will burn very quickly and you will get through a large volume of wood in a very short time. It might not be elder than, I know it's one of the nine that you're not supposed to burn, but I can't remember which one is. Well, I mean, it says it burns really quick, but um, as far as like the herbs and stuff go, you really just want like the summertime. Um, and that's and that's a theme too with abundance. each one is things that are in, in season naturally. Yes, like Lily, like you go outside right now and we have a ton of them. So traditional foods that you can partake in would be garden fresh fruits, vegetables, and those can be made into a variety of dishes eaten by pagans who choose to celebrate the day. Your garden, things out of your garden. Yes. And it's tomatoes and squash. I feel like with Beltana, that's what we did too was uh, stuff that we could find like naturally. But at that point, we still didn't have a lot of local produce. We, We just celebrated using like... Fresh fruits, not like canned or frozen, yeah. you know, and then we cooked it that way and grilled and we had Vegetables. the fire. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, if you're going to burn incense, a lot of you like to do that. Uh, you can do lemon, myrrh, pine, rose, or wisteria. I'm not even sure what wisteria is. It's a flower. Like, all I, yeah. All I know is wisteria. Was it wisteria road or whatever? Well, that's what movie or whatever. Well, Courtney lives. Oh, yeah, like, she lives on wisteria. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, like everywhere... I feel like in that area, it's like there's rosebud and yeah. like everything has like a floral or wood name. <laughs> yeah, but I have lemon and myrrh and pine uh, in my little box. I did. Do you have lemon? Little, yeah, it's lemongrass. I have. Oh, okay. I assume it's just. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> it's good enough. Karanonos will be. He will be pleased and he will understand. Now, if you guys <laughs> are um, have any crystals, emerald. It is really good to use on your altar on this day with everything else that you're doing. Yep, and woods to be burned would be oak. So if you have oak wood, I don't know, southern Missouri is full of oak. So that's that would be one to use. Mm-hmm. For your ritual, some of the tools that you might use would be a golden yellow altar cloth, which would be, you know, like sunshine. You could use a small cloth pouch of summertime herbs, like we mentioned. Uh, yep. You could use a cauldron. You could use fresh spring water if you don't have fresh spring water. A lake or a river or good old Your Sam's choice. Good old Sam's choice would probably be suffice. Use your moon water too. Yeah, if you're doing any special rituals. And you might want to set some out too for next time. I would. So the red sun god candle or just a red candle and a green earth goddess candle would be just a green candle as well. Uh, summer blend incenses would be jasmine, rose, lotus, wisteria, or just a combination of all that stuff, or the ones we mentioned earlier. Oh, so so if you want to get your kids involved in this, you can do some couple of different activities. You can make uh, little puppets out of maybe twigs or sticks or things around the, the yard, and that would kind of get them to understand, you know, to use the things around your house or the things that nature gives us. You could do vegetable tray puppets. Okay, this, I'm reading this, of course. Uh, basically make uh, little little puppets out of the food. So, like, vegetables and, like, put oh, them together with, fun. like, peanut butter or, like, cream cheese or something. Oh, like, know. um... Ants on could, a log. Ants, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah. Ants on a log would be good. I, but, bet, I bet you've had ants on a log and didn't realize that that was bacon. Right. Now, there you can do, like, one of them is uh, with, like, carrots. You can make smiley faces and stuff that's with That's literally them what it says with the... Yeah, you can do all sorts of things. Just as long as you put it together and make it fun... Like, you're still celebrating, and the yeah. kids are having fun. You tell the kids about, hey, where it came from. It came from the garden. It came from the farmer's garden. It came from, you know, the hydroponic garden. Uh, you could do, like, a treasure box. I know our daughter does this all by herself without even any idea of what she's doing. She likes to collect little rocks and sticks and random things and put them in a box. Well, that's that's a little thing that you can do with the kids. Yep. 
a little collector's and box. And you of can like decorate the them and stuff like that. Yeah. Give give the kids something to do. You can plant, you know, little plants or something in a wheelbarrow or in the ground. You know, little seedlings. I know, I know, our daughter likes Letha's a, Letha, plants and stuff. So good times to really plant would be um, Astara for new beginnings. Uh, we planted for um, Beltena, Beltena, and then we need to plant tomorrow because um, this is really. You know, with the green man and stuff like mm, that's his, he, his thing is nature and like everything the Lord about of the forest. it. Yep. So, like you, if you are someone who you know wants to celebrate um, him in particular, then I would definitely plant something and just like um, flowers or vegetables. Yep, and some of the food that you could do if you really you know have no idea of what to do, cookies using you know like chop pecans or nuts or lemon rind or something like that. You do something like a cobbler that has lots of things from the ground. You do um, a jello mold that has fruit or something like that in it. And also sandwiches, you know, uh, meat comes from the earth, you know, it's animals. So you're, you're doing it right there as well. Mm -hmm. So lots of, lots of things um, that you can do to celebrate. It doesn't have to be intricate. And that's you don't thing. have to be like an expert at this. This is good for novice too. Like you know, that's why we try to break it down because we're novices. And that's the thing that drew me to paganism is it doesn't have any set rules or anything. It's it's not like super woo woo. Woo! And so uh, Rick Flair is you know wooing there for us. Uh, he's telling us you know that you can do your own thing with paganism. You don't have to have an altar. You don't have to pray to a deity. You can just appreciate nature. Be a good fucking person. Take care of nature. Don't like fucking. Purposely pollute the ground with oil, you know. Yeah, and I will say, and I've had someone ask me this recently about altars, about whether, um, you know, people are okay to just put it out whenever they need to or want to. You do it however you want. Yeah, and I tried to explain to them, I was like, you do not have to have a permanent place for your altar. You know, you can have your set things and you can put it up when you're done. Just make sure you take care of your items and make sure you say thank you when you're done and stuff like that. You know, because some people don't, some people feel like they can't put an altar out because it's not like sitting on the shelf all the time. Yeah, or kids or like a certain, with it or. Well, right. And I mean, we've got little kids and sometimes our, our son will sometimes like um, crop on the desk and like try to touch things. But for the most part, they leave our stuff alone, you know, but if you're someone that, you know, you think. The people around you are just not going to understand. It is okay to pack your things up. I've seen where somebody had it in a like a shoe not a shoe box, but yeah, kind of like in a shoe box or a little box, so that you don't have it out in front of everybody. And it's a secret. It's a private thing for you. Yeah. Now I always suggest a good lined cedar box um, with a little packet of like the silica beads if if you have them. It keeps it dry. It keeps it dry, you know. And the cedar is if it's been treated and stuff is like. One of the best for actually like storing things in, but you can keep your incense in it. You know your ritual candles, um, your you know herbs or anything like that. Yeah, and that's exactly what I do with mine. And in fact, I don't like to call mine an altar. An altar. Uh, I, I don't pray to a deity because I didn't pray when I was a Christian. I didn't like praying. So what I do is I have a shrine to ancestor not ancestor worship, but to honor my ancestors. I'm I'm Scottish, so my ancestors, ninety nine percent of the time, were probably pagans before they were all killed off. So it's uh, honoring my ancestors, connecting with my bloodline, and doing probably what we were supposed to have done. So if you don't like the word altar, you can use a shrine in placement for that. 
And I think that that's a good, it's a good thing. It's a memorial or a memorial. You can have pictures of your past grandparents or your past family members as well, mm-hmm. honoring them, remembering them, almost kind of like a remembrance a memorial or shrine. Works exactly the same way. So, if if you don't like the altar name, I don't like the altar name because I feel that altar is it gives very it a re- it's very religious. Yeah, and I'm not religious. We're very spiritual. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are getting out of organized religions and becoming more spiritual or more doing their own thing. So altar, I feel like we do our altar own sounds thing. very Christian to me, and I don't like it. Yeah, and. I mean, and I carry like a lot of altar cloths and I, you know, I carry boxes and stuff like that. And he talked about we the wheel um, with like the calendar dates on it that are important for like Wicca and stuff. Um, or lots or, well, you know, but there's lots of places you can find those um, cloths. You can keep it or pin it somewhere. That way you're not having to like print off calendars or whatever. And it tells you like, the zodiacs, the time frames, the, the sigils, the sigils, and stuff like that. So, if you're a novice and you really want to learn, I definitely suggest getting something with a wheel on it. Yeah, it just it tells you it just shows you you know Yule and Imbolc and Astara and Belton, uh, Letha, Lanasa, Mabin, and Salwin. So, uh, and it does the the little uh, mine has a Celtic knot in the middle of it and it has the sigils around it with the dates, uh, and also has the other names for those uh, uh, holidays. So for like Letha, it has above it summer solstice. So True enough. So on the other side of the break, we're going to come back with Susan, and then we'll uh, lead into cult. And we're going to talk about tarot cards. So stick around, everybody. talk to Susan today <laughs> about tarot reading uh, and then we'll lead into the interview with Colt um, and then we'll come back on the other side of the break when we're done with Colt. It's about a 10 minute interview with him and it kind of cuts kind of abruptly so um, just I'm sorry. Yeah, kind of just bear with us about that but here's Susan. Susan I don't even know her name. Here's, here's <laughs> Susan and she's going to tell us about tarot cards. Yes, so... Or what, um, or, or what she does with tarot cards, because I know everybody kind of does it a little differently. This what... I mean, we talked a, a lot about Letha and stuff like that, and at some point I do want to um, refer to a spread that you can do if you do do tarot. Um, personally, for myself, I've been doing tarot for probably... I don't know, like six years probably, because I started before I met you. Um, I personally really... Really like the Rider Weight deck. I have a vintage set that was gifted to me. There's a lot of superstitions like around whether or not you have to be gifted like your first set. I, it's, I think it's an old wives' tale. I think like it's supposed to be handed down to you. Someone's supposed to gift you a deck of cards whether they're used or new. Um, 
I don't know how true that is. I've honestly never looked it up to, to find out. But a lot of people still do that. They still wait to be gifted and stuff like that. Um, personally for me, I don't think now that you have to. I feel like, though, if you get a used deck or a new deck, you should cleanse them anyway and set the intentions for your cards. Like, you should be doing that regardless if someone gifts them to you or not. Um, you don't want any of the bad energy to rub off on them cards off onto you if they had bad energy. Yes, with him chiming if, if in. They, if they had bad energy or bad woo-woo. Well, woo! okay, Rick Flair. Now, I, it's more like um, you want to cleanse them to prep them for you, mostly, is, is what that's about. You want to bring forth, like, a neutral neutrality of, like, the cards. Because just like with, like, your pendulums or, you know, being intuitive in general, like, the cards soak up your energy because you spend the time, you meditate with them, you put your energy into that and so like if there's already an energy already lingering like your cards will not pull right like I can always tell whenever I didn't cleanse my cards for a little bit longer maybe than I should maybe I haven't touched my cards in a while and I I try to do a reading and I just I feel like I try to pull cards and I feel like it's not as accurate or I don't get as good vibes from my reading um, so I do think it's like super important to do that. Now with Letha coming up um, and whatnot, if you are a novice, there are things called spreads with doing readings. Uh, basically, a spread is just laying out your cards in a certain fashion to, um, I guess what you would say is read it in a certain way. They mean certain things in a certain position. So for Letha, with this being like, when I keep seeing stuff for this um, particular spread, it's about um, love and light, the sun, um, the brightness, and stuff like that. So one of the spreads that I found, um, it says that the solstice is a really good time to consult with your tarot cards, just like with any other major um sigil I guess that's what you call it I do not practice Wicca or paganism I kind of just study with Ryan and he also helps me to learn a lot of my customers also do uh, practice so I try to be as informed as I possibly can even though I do not practice so um, as far as like this goes it says that you should rise with the sun in the morning so like today if you're re- listening, it's Monday. Um, you would let your cards bask in the light. So you could start and put your cards out tonight and pick them up in the morning. Because a lot of times um, you do want to soak up the energy from the moon. And then a lot of times you wanted to sit with the sun as well. So it says, let your cards bask in the light and see how they speak to you. Um, this particular spread is made by the inner goddess tarot and it's number one what am i not seeing in myself number two what can i reveal about myself to the world number three what area of my life is about to flourish number four how can i open myself up to greater joy and number five what message does the sun card have for me so 
I think this is a really good spread because um, some of them they try to get too fancy. I feel like with like the questions that they have you like reflect on and stuff like that. That one's you know a lot about like inner working for yourself, and um, I feel like that is a really strong spread to work with. Now I will um, I can provide that for you guys. That way, if someone wants to like see that spread, I, we will probably put it either like in the comments or we, maybe I'll link it to you like this, um, webpage. I might just go ahead and link it. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes there for everybody. Um, we'll put the link there. So click on the show notes. Remember to do that. I always post things there. Yeah. We post all of our, like anytime we find news or any, anything we talk about, we do try to like give you guys sources. So that way, um, you're, even though you're listening to us, you still have something to like look at in case you have more questions. Um, we want you guys to learn as much as you can. And I'm listen, I'm like learning as much as anyone else is that's listening. Also with the news articles, I, every news article that we do, the weird news, I post it in the news, uh, news in the show notes. Uh, the sources are where I got that at. So you know that we're not just like making shit up. Uh, some of the stuff that we list is like way the fuck off the yeah, wall. Yeah, it's really weird, and it's it's all really true. So uh, definitely check out the show notes uh, every show. Correct. Now, um, I know everyone's a little different with how they like prep their cards to do a reading. Personally, for myself, I like to meditate or pray. It depends on how you want to look at it. Um, for myself, I... We'll sit with my cards and then I'll go into like my meditative state with them, holding them in my hands because I feel like a large source of my physical power comes from my hands. So like I feel like when I'm holding them, I just think about putting all my energy into the cards. Like I envision that happening and I personally pray over my cards. So I will ask for help with, being knowledgeable, um, having wisdom to receive messages for whoever I'm I'm doing my reading for. I ask if there's a particular message for such such person, and I ask for like the strength to um, to I guess like interpret the message correctly, so that they don't think I'm a quack. <laughs> Mostly. Um, and just to help the other person. Because most people don't, they're not looking to get a reading to get a reading. Most people are trying to get something out of it. They usually have questions or they're going through something, you know, or or something like that. Like, most people who are seeking out a tarot reading is not just for, like, funsies. Mine kind of was funsies. I had my tarot read for the first time, what was it, Tuesday? Yeah, with uh, Colt. Yeah, with Colt. Uh, I had watched Nikki have her tarot read by... By Colt, I think, for the first time, I think, also. I'm not sure. No, she's uh, had other readings. She's oh, had readings. Well, maybe it wasn't the first time. But she had him read it there in, in front of us, and I was like, well, shit, you know what? I'll do it, too. And that was the first time I'd ever had it done. I won't even let Susan do it. Uh, it's true. Yeah. He won't. So I don't know. Uh, but I had him do it, and I had asked you know a question about something that was going on, and the cards literally were exactly what I had been dealing with. So, and It could uh, be kind of spooky, honestly. It was kind of spooky, but I did do that for fun. 
And it was kind of like, you know what? But you oh, weren't seeking like, it out. You I was just like, were what do- the hell? I'll do it. You know, yeah, let me do it. You were mostly doing it of like, mm-hmm, I want to see how this works. Not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. I know you. No, I know. I know you know me. But I was like, Nikki did it. I'll do it. You know, like, like, oh, if I tell you you're going to jump off a bridge, you're going to jump a bridge? Yep. I just jumped off that bridge. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, yes. like you're doing it. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do oh, it, too. Oh, bandwagon. Kind of like peer, peer pressure. Peer pressure, but I wasn't pressured into doing it by my peers. <laughs> I just did it. Just did it. Well, so, I, you know, I'm honestly I, and, super you know, happy you that know you what, did. Though? And, and the thing is, that kind of did open me up because I saw that, and I was like, wow, that, that shit really did kind of work a little bit. I didn't tell him, you know, I didn't tell him any of the specifics about it, but it ended up being pretty sp- fucking specific, you know? Exactly. And then my mother and my grandmother had theirs done later on, and I could I was there also. And when he was drawing the cards, I could tell exactly who the fuck they were talking about, even though they didn't tell him. Like, I knew what those cards were, who they were directed at, even though it wasn't... For you, really, even... Well, it wasn't for me, but I could tell... I knew their situations, and I could... After he told us what they meant, I was like, oh, man, I know exactly what this is. And it was very specific about somebody, a couple somebodies. It's it tarot it that I, know, it was so specific that I could recognize the trait of the card with the trait of the person without them actually even saying anything about the people to him for him to pull those. Right, and you are not experienced in tarot at all. I might have to become experienced in tarot. It's it's a great tool. Give me a little genie hat and a vest and some hammer pants. I wish, yeah, I wish we record our stupid shows yeah. because the look I just gave him, he just, he almost started busting out laughing. Like yeah. he was trying really hard not to laugh. And I, I'll, and you know, I could wear my kilt. Well, I'll, I'll, kilt. Be, I'll be a Scott, I'll be a Scottish Listen, tarot reader. I'm going to get off subject here because there is, it's on Facebook. There's a whole group of men who like to go free balling yeah, with free their balling. kilts and they, they're the almost wedding. like models. I did at the wedding. You did? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's what you're supposed to do. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And we, we got married on the, on the winter solstice on the 21st, and it was flittering outside. And you know what was neat about it? I had my kilt on. I had my knee-high socks and my, my shoes and stuff. My legs were not cold one bit. Well, no. Or my, or my stuff. Because I'm pretty sure the socks and shit I got you were also like But legit. I was naked underneath my kilt, though. That's what I'm saying is that. That the kilt, you would be really, really surprised. You think you'd be cold and get a draft? No, I was absolutely, I was fine. Toasty. I was just fine. It was as if I had clothes on, or if actually a little bit warmer. Why don't you wear your kilt more? Because I haven't had a really a reason to wear it. I'll wear it tomorrow for for fucking Letha. Okay, you do it. Right. I just want. I need to get more so I can wear them more often. Well, I can get you more. We can get more. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, off topic. Sorry. Any hoodles. So. In regards to tarot, I'm like super happy that Colt read your tarot because now you understand a little bit more. Because yeah, I, I, you always like when you're doing a reading. Yeah, and you know what's funny is that I told I told him this too. I think it's even in the interview that we're gonna play here in a second. That I told him the only reason I even let him read it is because I got a good energy off of him. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. I can tell that he's a good guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that I got a good energy off of me. Now, if it was somebody who I wouldn't have had a good energy off of, oh, fuck no, they ain't reading my shit. You know what I mean? You can just tell if somebody's like, man, you ain't reading my cards. Yeah. You know? But it's, I don't feel that way towards Susan. I just do that because she's my wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost too personal. 
It's true. I feel like you, it's almost like a matter of being whether you're biased or not. It's why I refuse to read cards for myself. I've heard a lot of people say you learn, you should learn to read cards for yourself before you can read for others. And I've never been able to read for myself. Like no amount of cards I've pulled, even if it's just one or if it's just five, they have never been accurate. And I'm like, these cards are not for me. It's not about me. I don't know who I just pulled cards for. Maybe a ghost in the house. Could not tell you. They'd be off the wall. And I'm like, listen, I quit playing jokes. This is not funny. (laughs) Yeah. I think the thing that I got from him too, and he was telling me that, uh, that tarot is not, you know, you always see these in old movies like the Twilight Zone or something where the old gypsy caravan and there's the old shriveled up woman with the crystal ball. She does tarot and she's like, here's the death card, motherfucker. You're going to die. The death card that is, is not even close to even being anything. Even death card is rarely, very rarely is it ever about actual death. Yeah, it literally means nothing. I mean, like, it means something, but it's not like, oh, well, I'm, well, I'm going to die, die today. I'm going to die it, at sundown. It like, literally is about change and tr- transitions and like. Um, and he was saying, too, that the, the cards aren't even set in stone. It's just a guidepost. It's kind of like a walkthrough type thing. Like, hey, here's these suggestions about your life. Take them as you do. You can change them. You can. You know, you can take them to heart or you can just like completely blow it off. It's it's there, your own. It's what you take from it. And there's, and personally for myself, like I, I only like to do general readings because I always feel like if there's a message, you're going to, we're going to find it out. going to find it themselves. Well, well, just with like my first cards, they'll tell me what the message is. Mm. If it's about your love life, it's going to tell me if yep. it's about, you know, like a business venture, it's going to tell me all these financial things. Like it's going to be, you know, it'll tell, it'll tell you. Mine was super specific about the question. I didn't give him any de- de- details about the question or anything. I was like, Hey, you know, what should I do with this business, uh, you know, venture that I'm doing right now? Like what, what do I need to do? I didn't tell him what it was, what I, what the question, what, what I was on the fence about or anything, but the fucking cards were like specific as shit. Like, oh, Okay. It was very interesting. It opened my, I mean, it opened my, opened my third eye, I guess. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so but there are different like things that you can do. You can do ones in regards to like deceased members or like if you're grieving. Like there's one about love. There's one about finances. You know there are like specific type of spreads and like things that people can pull for. I don't do those because I feel like when you try so hard sometimes to. Uh, find a specific answer. It will tell you everything but what you want to know. And I that's just from experience, and that's why I always just do a general reading first, and, like, if we need to draw more cards, we can. Also, uh, I would like to add that I think you should be prepared with what you get. So if you do get drilled a death card and, like, the fucking fire swords and shit around it or whatever. That fire of swords? You're better, like, hey, watch out. I mean... You know, did you not want to know that? That's the thing. Like, you got to you gotta want to know your the answer. Yeah. Because if you're not prepared, then it could be kind of, uh, not off-putting, it could be kind of shocking, I guess. But it, I think, it could, but, I think you, you're right about that, though, in regards to... Like, somebody's like, know. oh, is my husband cheating on me? And pulls the cards, motherfucker, you better go check him. Like, yeah, there are like, cards, did, did you so really Did say. you really want to know that? Because some people would be like, oh, man, I guess I didn't really want to know that, but I wanted to know, you know what I mean, what I'm saying? Like, I did, but I didn't, but they you did. Pre- they weren't prepared for the answer, but they wanted to know. Hey, I mean, 
that's on them. And I feel like, and I always tell And he said that happened with, with somebody at a festival he went to. This woman had asked if somebody was being faithful. and There are cards and pulled, about faithfulness. And it, and it pulled out, like, the, like, basically she needed to go check her husband. Yep. And ended up he had. <laughs> yep. So. Don't ask questions you're not prepared to get oh. answers for, oh. honestly. Oh, I thought I was going to add this, too, that um, Nikki, her, I don't want to exactly say what her thing was. However, her question that she had basically reaffirmed that something would happen. And like a day or two later, because this was like on Saturday and that was Tuesday, the the thing happened. What are you talking about? I don't know anything of what you're talking about right now. I'll tell you off air. Alrighty. Well, we got a little sidetracked with everything going on, but you know, we we kind of just wanted to um, uh, talk about Letha. You know, we already had the interview from Saturday from our grand opening with Colt, so. I figured that we would talk, since his interview was cut short, I we wanted to kind of like... Expand on Carol. Expand, yeah. Um, I, I do that. I do um, Pendulum. I, I don't do other readings, really. I do dowsing rods. I've never attempted. I've never used one. Some so. people can. Some people can't. I know I know. mom is intuitive, but she can't do dowsing rods. They don't work for her. I am intuitive. I'm, I'm an uh, empath, so like, you know... Sometimes I think that's where my intuitiveness stems from because I know how to like read a room, but like I'm not sensitive or like intuitive in the fact that like, Ooh, I know what's going to happen to you. You know what I I mean? And I am sensitive. So, right. And I'm not sensitive on that same things. And I think we've, we've already covered that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do energy healing and stuff. And I, I know that I talked about like my power, like I feel like stems in my hands. Um, for the longest time, like, I don't know how else to explain it, but, like, your hands just get so hot. And, well, like... Mine don't. I, I think I'm mine's all mental. I guess. It's, it's just other, interesting. Other than, other than when he tried to give me the hold that rock the other day. What rock? The, ter- the black tourmaline. Oh, yeah. It made you sick again? It made me... I was, like, about to have a panic attack. Well, I would say that's not the stone for you. I guess not. I don't want it. What did he hand you to make you feel better? This one here. Oh, you took it home? It was in my pocket. I forgot to take it. Put it back. Oh, well, it's rose quartz. It's a good one for self-love, babe. I don't know if I have any of those up here anyways. Anyways, so, yeah, enjoy the interview, and then after the interview, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, thanks for sticking around, and here is Colt. And welcome back. We're talking today with Colt. He does tarot readings. Uh, well, we appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we recorded about 45 minutes of show before <laughs> we realized that it wasn't recording. Yeah. So this is the second shot. At that, uh, you want to tell the people kind of like what you do, um, kind of um, like a general idea. So I've been reading tarot cards for about seven or eight years, and when well, my mom got me my first deck, and I just learned from there, reading books and such about it. And I explained when we were recording or, earlier. I explained like what the different um, sets of tarot, like the different type or not types, sections of tarot is. So you have your pinnacles, your cups, your swords, your wands, and then the arcana. So it's like earth is the pinnacles, and then cups is the water, and swords is air, and fire is wands. And then you got your spirit, which is the arcana, which has many different things about it. And it's got like the death card and the high priestess and the moon and the sun. They all mean different things. Death doesn't always mean death. 
And a lot of people think if they get the death card, it's over for them. No, it's more like renewal in life, and that's where the stigma came from, really. Yeah, that's, that's where a lot of that's. That's where a lot of the stigma come from was, I think, people like seeing old movies, you know, like an old gypsy was doing tarot or like on the, mm-hmm. the Twilight Zone where you get deal the, you know, the death card and then, oh, shit, I'm going to die, you know, mm-hmm. which is not the case at all. Yeah. Unless <laughs> you get you know. the, to- the tower, the death card, the devil, and then a bunch of swords, then you're kind of like, swords are like. Kind of need to watch yourself. <laughs> inner pain or going through pain and, well, not all of them. The Ace of Swords is actually victory. It's more like the swords mean action, and the cups mean emotions, and the pentacles mean your values, and the wands is like ideas and creation. So, yeah, you can, well, you were saying earlier that, you know, you can get the tarot reading and basically take of it what you want Mm -hmm. uh, and use it as a guide stone instead of, you know, like a permanent set, set in stone type of thing. Um, yeah, you don't, it's, it's take it as you will. It's more like a guidepost instead of like, this is what's going to happen. And it, you create your own destiny. It's not all in the cards. You got to like do what you want to do with your life. instead of this is just like to guide you on your way to make things better. Like a second opinion almost, uh, not, not even as set in stone as a second opinion, but just to hear, this is kind of what, you know, maybe you should try some of these things, you know? And I read your cards for the first time the other day. And they he were did. He accurate. read my cards for the very first time. I won't even let Susan, Susan do it. And I told him the only reason that I let him do it is because I felt a good energy off of him. I watched him do Nicky's. And, you know, I was interested about it. And, and Nicky's were accurate. And, and Nicky's ended up actually being accurate mm-hmm. and coming true within a week. Like, yeah. It was just a couple of days. Uh-huh. And uh, what she had asked about and what the cards dealt and what happened came to fruition. Mm-hmm. And the cards that I was dealt, and I didn't tell him my situation or anything beforehand, and it ended up being exactly what I had been going through. Explain um, the whole situation now in the cards. Exactly. Yeah. Even my mother and my grandmother got a, a, a reading just because they were here at the store. I had them in tears in about it was 15 minutes. Very so. emotional. And yeah. it was a lot of baggage that got, uh, I think, kind of aired up a little bit that they had been both dealing with with family issues. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, when he dealt the cards, it was immediately, like, the characteristics of the cards, I could tell exactly who they were talking about. Yeah, with that, each of the the elements, the wands, the the cups, the, 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 gosh, I can't speak, the pinnacles and the swords, they come with, like, you know, in a regular deck of cards, the king, the queen, the jack, and the, um, yeah, the jack and the ace. They all have that. But each one has, like, people like characteristics each have a different type so like the pinnacles is more earthly people down to earth the people like swords the king and the queen of the swords are more stern or action oriented because swords mean actions and words and wands are more like sparky fiery people like people who um have many ideas and go with those ideas and then cups are more of emotional. They're more in tune with their emotions and more empathetic towards other people. Yeah. Yeah, like one that they had gotten drawn was uh, one was like a fiery but a quiet mm-hmm. type of person, which I, I knew exactly who they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was a manipulative uh, yeah. person, which I was like, holy shit, that that came up mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's exact. Like, and 
how how accurate was between the two being yeah. pulled? I think I pulled the magician for that one, and that one's more like it's either someone who controls a bunch of things or someone who's more manipulative other other people. Mm. I think in the context of the cards, that's also another thing. A card can mean something by itself, but mixed in with the other cards, it can tell a story. So and it told the story. Yeah. So, so like my, a death yeah. card, in like just by itself, and can be renewal, death, something. But like in like the the spread, it could be this is what's becoming a new. This is what's starting a new. It's more specific if you do the the whole spread. But for it to be so specific that I could point out exactly who it was talking to. Are talking about mm-hmm. in the situation was it blew my mind. It kind of opened me up a little bit more of it because I'm still kind of uh, where it's kind of woo to me. Woo! <laughs> Rick Flair there giving us a woo. Um, so yeah, I'm still kind of woo about it just because I grew up Christian and uh, kind of gotten out of that and whatnot and and dove into paganism here the last year. And witchcraft is supposed to be of the devil. Yeah, of the devil. <laughs> oh God, you're going to hell. <laughs> But in the Bible, also the devil card too in the tarot deck. Too. Literally in the Bible, it talks about people being able to see the future and using gifts and things, and yet the hypocrisy of Christianity takes that and they turns their, it. They had their own prophets, so like, why would you? Yeah, it literally makes no sense that the hypocrisy, hypocrisy of it comes back on it, where you're not supposed to use your gifts because those are evil. And then when Jesus walked on water, and yeah, because he's a magician. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, there's so many things that we talk about on this show quite a bit uh, with the stigmatism with the Catholic Church, especially uh, taking things and then turning it completely, you know, Twisting 360 it to, their own religion. to yeah. make it sound like a bad thing. Like we were talking about uh, mm-hmm. Gernunos, uh, and that's coming up here with the uh, Letha, the Midsummer, which is his, mm-hmm. his uh, you that's know, next Monday. Yeah. yeah, with his uh, holiday. And so originally, Gernunos, the horned god, was put on a lot of. Uh, buildings for protection. It was like a, just a little sign that you put on your building, you know, and paint it. Mm-hmm. And the Catholic Church comes in and then turns it into Jack of the Green and makes it this evil monster guy that eats kids and stuff. Like, it completely turned it around, just like the pentagram we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a protection symbol. You use it's that supposed to protection. represent the five elements, just like the tarot cards. Yeah. Each point means earth, air, fire, water, spirit. So. And I can clearly remember... People talking about, oh, that's the devil symbol, mm-hmm. you know, that's the devil. Like, it's completely opposite, you know? Even upside down, it's not like... You know, with paganism, people like, oh, that's evil, and it's the devil, you're, you're worshiping the devil. They don't even believe in the devil, like... Which even the cross <laughs> has its symbols. Yeah, exactly. It's, it works the same way. It represents the four elements as well, and then the spirit in the middle. There's so much stuff that we could get into with the paganism in the Catholic Church and... You know, they kind of twisted it to their own St. Patrick and all that stuff, driving out the pagans and driving out the serpent and the snakes. <laughs> yeah, driving out the snakes. Ireland is too cold to have snakes if you weren't aware of that. So they weren't killing snakes, they were killing pagans. Mm-hmm. So happy, happy, uh, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day <laughs> to the pagans. <laughs> Thank you for killing my people. Yeah. But uh, we drink to forget, not to remember. exactly. I think that's, I think that that might be why. Yeah, to be honest, that's a, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't even think of that. Yeah, tarot in a, in, a, in a way is it's, it's it's a tool that I think a lot of people don't take advantage of. Yeah, like me, I've never had mine read. Susan does it. I don't let her do it. And I was talking to you about having control over things, mm-hmm. and that's my big issue. It's so. hard to like want to accept help from something you don't 
truly believe in or even know about. Yeah, I think that's the main thing is that as much as I like the unknown and the unseen, it also scares the living shit out of me because mm -hmm. it is unknown. Yeah. You know, we don't don't know. It just Mm -hmm. does it. You know, works. Better off not knowing instead of learning and trying to figure it out. But I open myself up to allow it to do it. I mean, you know, after seeing Nikki's and it was a good, you know, a good thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so if if there's anything else that you want to say about it, I mean, we can. No, it's just a tool and people should be open to it. Don't be afraid of getting your tarot cards read if you need help. And I think that was my problem. I was afraid of it. Yeah. Because I just didn't know about it. But we appreciate you coming on the the show here today. Oh, yeah. And uh, hopefully we have you back. We'll be here at the shop. I'll be around. (laughs) We'll we'll be at the the shop and see you another time. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. Thank Thank you for coming on. Uh, We'll catch you right on the other side of this break. said we was cut a little short and i hope that we maybe in a future episode he's very knowledgeable about different things i think he even does crystal ball readings did you know that i did but i don't know how he does it yeah he said it was similar to water scrying i've also not done that either that's something i would kind of like to look at because i have a little water scrying bowl up here it's not a water well i guess you could it's It's just a soapstone it's a sponge i I think it says a scrying bowl on the website anyways uh I would like to read this little article here. It's about the legend of the Holly King and the Oak King since we have Letha tomorrow, her midsummer. And this is from LearnReligions.com, and it's by Patty Wigington. This was done February 14, 2019. In many Celtic-based traditions of neo-paganism, there is an enduring legend of the battle between the Oak King and the Holly King. These two mighty rulers fight for supremacy as the will of the year turns each season. At the winter solstice, or Yule, the Oak King conquers the Holly King, and then rains until midsummer or Letha, or, you know, the summer solstice. The Holly King returns to do battle with the old king and defeats his ass. He doesn't say ass, it says defeats him. <laughs> defeats his ass, that's what we're going with, okay? Sorry. In the legends of some belief systems, the, the dates of these events are shifted, uh, so on the Yule instead of the summer solstice. The battle takes place at the equinoxes so that the old king is at his strongest during midsummer, or Letha. And the Holly King is dominant during Yule. I think a lot of people would more associate Holly with uh, Yule. From a folkloric and agricultural standpoint, this interpretation seems to make more sense for us. In some Wiccan traditions, the Oak King and the Holly King are seen as dual aspects of the Horned God. Each of these twin aspects rules for half a year, battles for the favor of the goddess, and then retires to nurse his wounds for the next six months or until it's time to reign again. So I thought that was very interesting, and it was a it's an ancient thing that kind of helps describe the seasons, you know. After Yule, it starts to get bright outside again, and then plants come around, and then it's farming time, and then it goes back dead. <laughs> so, the one king rules for about half the year, and then he, the other guy beats him, and then rules for the next half. And then, of course, we know that Shit the, got real serious. the Serenunos, you know, dies with the winter solstice, and then is reborn three days later. Did you know that? Like 
Like Jesus? Like Jesus, maybe. Maybe, oh my God. maybe Christianity stole that from the pagans. They probably did, yeah, honestly. They did. Oh, yeah, they did. They stole everything. It's literally fucking stole everything. Everything. Yeah, just like... Ruins it just all. Just like St. Patty's Day. Everybody loves drinking on St. Patty's Day. Well, guess what? You're celebrating. It's kind of past now, but we'll talk about it. St. Patrick's Day is the celebration of St. Patrick going into Ireland to slay the snakes for the Catholic Church. A.K.A. killing off all, all the pagans. Killing all the pagans. They committed genocide because there's no fucking snakes in Ireland because it's too cold. The climate's too cold for snakes. Therefore, the snakes were the pagans, and you're celebrating by drinking uh, to celebrate the pagans dying because the Catholic Church wiped them out. Now, Colt said yes the other day. He was like, you know what? What if they're drinking to forget? Instead of drinking to remember, they probably. I'm like shit. That's a good thing. That's, that a, good, that's is, a good saying. I didn't even is, think about that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that either. So we just wanted to say that little thing there, and I thought that was very interesting, and it worked with uh, Letha coming up. So I need to go outside and put my fairy offering since tonight is the night of midsummer, midsummer's Eve. Eve. Yep. And so we need Ooh, to go put. What are we going to put out there? Some alcohol, some honey. I have those s'mores. Maybe some cheese. I have those s'mores, marshmallows. No, they don't want s'mores and marshmallows. That'd probably piss them off. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Don't they like sweets? Yeah, but real sweets. Like, not not made in a factory sweets. Oh, well, I don't have any berries right now. We got, we got honey. Tomatoes. I got some cheese. And probably some little tomatoes. They're probably like that. No, they're red. You can't use them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We got anything um, shiny to put out there? Crystal. Yeah, but they might take them. So, anyways, so we got some stuff we need to go put out there for the fairies since it's Midsummer's Eve. So, as you can see, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, so Susan's gonna make the fairies fucking mad at us. Sorry, putting red tomatoes out there because red's a a color that wards them off. (laughs) I guess we could give them a a red, uh, um, a red tomato, a green tomato off my plant. Oh, I was gonna say, my dad, uh, they have a bunch of property up on the backside of of uh, Tomsog Mountain. And they found this tree that looks like it has a doorway on it. I wish I could post a picture of that in the in the show notes, but I don't I don't know if there's a way to do that. And uh, it looks like it has a fucking door at the very bottom of it. It's really cool how it's kind of almost hollowed out. And so I told him like, "Hey, you go put some fairy stuff there." And so they bought some lawn gnomes. <laughs> they, <laughs> I love it. They see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. Uh, garden gnomes, and they put them there in front of the door, and they made made a little altar with the with wood cuttings. Like, uh, you know, like a cross-section of a tree. Uh, little plates they almost look like. And so he put some beer caps with alcohol on it, and they put some druzy quartz on there because the whole area is full of druzy quartz. They it's find very it shiny. And so I was like, hey, there you go. It was a good-looking little little. Especially because my parents aren't into that stuff. I just thought it was funny that they did that. It's because of me. You're yeah. welcome. Well, I was telling them, hey, this is a perfect spot. The place hasn't been touched in 60 years. Oh, so you, they probably got all sorts of shit out there. Full of running water. They've got bears up there, possible Sasquatches, all that good stuff. So, All uh, the things. So, yeah. So thanks for sticking around. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope to bring you more things uh, that are close to this. Maybe even some folkloric stuff here in the near future. So hopefully we get to doing this maybe weekly again. Hopefully. They're wanting, they're wanting me to record at the shop on Saturday. So maybe we could do this weekly. If not, bi-weekly is fine. I'm, I'm trying to gather people who want to join in on this. We'll have so we know maybe a some lot special of, guests. We know a lot of different people who lo- know a lot of different things. More than what we do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially in this realm. So Yeah, and I'm, like I said, I am like a, a novice. I, I don't practice or anything. And I don't think that I ever want to practice. But I like to be knowledgeable. 
Yeah. Because if you're not knowledgeable, how can I sell products to I'll my take, friends? I'll take it and I'll run with it and make, a, make money with it. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks. Happy Father's Day. Well, and Letha. Yeah, happy Father's Letha's Day. So Bye. become death, the destroyer of worlds. We all go a little mad sometimes. The Antichrist, you got me in a vendetta kind of mood. Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. Like a leprechaun to me. I gotta do a little bit of tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah.